This is pod with me. Every time my mind would wander, it would go to that book and it was like, I swear I could see it like it was playing in a movie. And I was like, oh my God. I, and it's not the thing you want to be seeing all the time. And I, I don't know, like I couldn't, for like five years, this just sat in my head all the time. Let's get a sound check. Are you ready to pod? All right, so I'm honored to be here with Alan Seiko. How are you, Alan? Very good, and you? I'm good. All I know is that you wrote a book. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your first book or your second or third? What what number is this? First one came out in April. Second one's coming out in October. Third one's done, and I'm working on the fourth. Did you always want to write a book? No, never. (laughs) Never. I do account. I've been wanting to write a book and you're already by your fourth. Okay, so tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I've been doing accounting for a nonprofit based in Miami, Florida. If you go way back, okay, so I didn't go to college right out of high school. I went in my 30s and I had to take a speech class and a writing class. And I was dreading both of them. I was uh, I'm not talking in front of people and I can't write for sure. No. So I saved them both for last, which was a big mistake having the worst two last. But anyway, so I took the writing class. I had this older guy. And for some reason, like he really enjoyed my papers. Sometimes I thought he was lying. I'm like, okay, then they can't be that good. I don't know. But for our final, we had to write a paper, a very personal paper about something that happened in our life. So when I was 23, 23, my father passed away at 54 of, he had a heart disease, died in the sleep. And my father was the kind of person that never opened up to anybody. So I never really got to know him. So I wrote the paper about him. It was called The Man I Never Knew. And my teacher loved it. He gave me like A++++. And he's like, he pulled me aside and he said, have you ever thought of writing because you're really good at it? And I said, never. (laughs) He was like, what? I said, never. And he was like, you really should think about it. That was in my thirties, never thought about it again. But then I started reading a lot, probably my early forties. I got into murder mysteries, suspense stuff, like not romance or sci-fi, just like, I like, the mystery stuff, drama. So I found that a lot of books that I read, and I don't know if you're a fan of Dateline or not, but I can't live without Dateline and 48 Hour Mystery. They always have these cases, and especially in books where they'll say, it was the worst thing that could ever happen. And it would be stuff like if you watch the daily news, worst things would happen to people every day. And it's like, that's not the worst thing. So I don't know, I found myself thinking if I ever wrote a book and I was going to say it was the worst thing that ever happened, what would it be? Because I would want it to be the worst thing if I'm going to say that. So I worked through all the different things. I'm like, okay, so if it was a man, what's the worst that could happen to a man, a woman, a girl? And for some reason, when I got to a boy and I thought, what could be the worst thing that could happen? And to me, like I put myself in his place and I'm like, okay, 
being abused by your own parents, both of them in every way possible is got to be the worst thing that can happen to a boy. Yep. Like your own parents that's supposed to look out for you are the ones that are doing it to you. So I don't, the whole thought like stuck in my head. I'm like, okay, so that's what it would be. And like, I just let it go. I thought I let it go, but I didn't. It festered in my head for like a year. I couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, you couldn't get the feeling out of your head of writing a book towards that? Of that storyline. Of that storyline. Okay. Of that storyline. I didn't mm -hmm. think I would write it, but I'm like, okay, this needs to be a story. Like, where is it? And like, I would look for books that were about that. Nobody was writing about that kind of stuff. Nobody. About a year into it, I said, okay, if this happened to a boy, which I'm sure sadly it has happened to real people, how would they deal with it? Like what would happen to them as a person? Like, how do you live through it? How do you survive it? You know what I mean? Like what happens to you? And then I came in my head of what I thought would happen. And I combined the two of them together and the book happened. Like in my head, Alex, I'm not kidding you. I would see it all the time. Like it was a movie playing in my head. I don't know how you are, but me, like I get bored kind of easily and my mind will wander, especially when I'm trying to fall asleep. Can't stop my mind. Yeah. And every time my mind would wander, it would go, <laughs> I get bored of sleep too. So yeah. <laughs> like every time my mind would wander, it would go to that book. And it was like, I swear I could see it. Like it was playing in a movie and I was like, Oh my God. I, and it's not the thing you want to be seeing all the time. And I, I don't know, like I couldn't for like five years, this just sat in my head. So COVID happened. Okay. And I don't know what happened to you with COVID, but we ended up working from home, starting and spending, it was a year in March. So here we are work from home. And back then, like nobody was doing anything. Everything was closed. Nobody was going out of their house. You just sit around, work from home, doing nothing. You have all this free time. So I ended up talking to one of my friends that I work with, Nicole, and she told me that she was starting these new college classes because she had all this free time. She's like, I'm going to get another degree. Why not? I'm at home doing nothing. And I was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And she's like, what have you always wanted to do? And I sat there thinking about it. And I said, it's not that I've wanted to do it, but I have this book in my head that I can't get out. And she was like, write it. Just write it. If it's in your head, just write what you see. And I said, I can't write a book. She's like, you can do anything you want to do. When we get off this phone, you're going to start writing that book. And I did. We hung up. I opened Word. And I just started writing everything that I had seen for five years. Wow. And three months later, the book was done. And um, I finished it. And I thought that was it. I'm like, okay, like, that's it. It's done. And then I told my brother about it because he knew I was writing it. And he's like, so what are you going to do now? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, are you going to publish it? I'm like, it's not good enough to publish. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, how do you know if you don't try? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, you should try. I sent it to a publisher. They had three people read it. They loved it. They published it. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay. That is incredible. And and did he do it when you were writing the book? Did you do any research on how these uh, abused uh, uh, boys might have felt in the past or anything sort of, mm -hmm. of like that? Yeah, not it's not good research to do. <laughs> it's it's really not. 
and especially like I'm not going to tell you what it is because then you haven't read the book but there's a big there's a lot of twists in the book there's a really big twist at the end of the book wow. um but I don't like talking about it to people who haven't read it because I don't want to give it away but wow. his way of dealing what happened to him is a huge part of the story um but I don't want to tell you what it is because of it course really of course do you think um people that have been abused by this and reads your book, do you think they're going to get something out of it? Yes. Okay. And the reason I say yes is because I've gotten messages um, on Facebook, on Instagram. I have my website. I've got messages there from people that have read it and thanked me for bringing the subject up when nobody will bring it to the public, letting people know this does happen even in the United States. And people need to be aware of it, especially like I think you hear more about it with girls and women as opposed to boys and men. Like one guy said that he really he was really, really grateful when he read that book to know that he wasn't alone. And I don't I was like, OK, like, I don't know what you say back to that because I didn't live through it. It was just a story. Yeah, but it was awesome to hear that. That is awesome. That's, yeah. You never probably thought that you were going to get that response or did you? Nope. That's amazing. What, what, what was the first message that you you got that made you feel like, wow, I've done something here that's that's really helping people? I got a message from, I can't think of what her name is. She was like abused when she was young. Okay. And she told all about it by a family member. And so she does this thing where people write their stories and she when she saw the thing for the book she she contacted me and she was like oh my she thought it was my story which it wasn't thank god but she was like i'd really like you to follow along with and she did a post with the book of nice. um yeah it was awesome basically if people want to know what it's about to me the way i explain it without giving too much away mm -hmm. is it's an emotional journey and if you really pay attention, you'll, you'll figure out the twist, but it's an emotional journey into the mind of a seven-year-old boy that has been abused by, in every way possible by his own parents. The journey takes you from denial to acceptance. And if you really dig into that, you'll figure it out, but I don't want to give it away. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, all right. So the, the book is called The Boy. Yep. And if you go on Amazon, you can actually read the first three chapters in there. They have it. Okay. Awesome. So um, tell us what the next book is, is going to be about. Um, the next book I lived. So I lived in Kendall for three years, Brickell for four years, and then uh, downtown Miami for three years. So the second book is actually set in downtown Miami which was really fun writing because I like mentioned restaurants and supermarkets and stores that really exist that I really knew a lot about, which made it really interesting to write it. Um, it's called, Who Am I? The Jane Brooks Story. Mm -hmm. And it's like a whole, my brother told me, you're starting a whole new genre with this. And I'm like, okay. Uh, it's, I don't think there's ever been another book like it, honestly. Um, and I wrote the very first paragraph of this second book I read the line, the first line, and it said, Jane Brooks was never a popular girl. 
And when I read it, I said to myself, wait a minute, if who's calling her Jane Brooks? Is she talking like second person? Like who's telling the story? Like, and I couldn't get that out of my head and I knew I didn't want to change it. I'm like, there's something here, but I don't know what it is. And I kept writing and then I said, that's what it is. So I know you don't read, but I read a lot. And whenever I read, I always try to make myself like a character in the book. Like sometimes, but always, I always do it at the beginning. Sometimes I'm a bad guy. Sometimes I'm good. Sometimes I get killed. You never know what's going to happen. So I decided in this book that whoever is reading it, the reader of the book, they're telling the story of Jane Brooks. So they're actually a character in the story, which gets you, draws you into the story more because you're actually in it. But at the same time, I don't tell them which character they are. They have to figure it out. So there's hints in the book that if you pay attention enough, you'll figure out who you are in the book. And if you don't figure it out, I put four more hints at the back, but I don't give the answer. Um, two people have read it and they haven't been able to figure it out until I help them along. Um, but when I told them, I'm like, okay, look right here. The hints are pretty obvious. And they were like, oh, this is who I am. And I'm like, yeah, like, how did I miss that? Think, do you think that you would have written the book if it wasn't for a pandemic? No. All right. This gave you the time, huh? I, a lot of people have asked me that. And I I'm said, okay, like, I know it's really bad to say this because a lot of people lost their lives and a lot of bad things happened with the pandemic. But... I don't know, I guess I try to find the good in things. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would have never wrote that book. I know I would have never even thought that I could do it. And so I'm not, I can't even say the words, but I'm not sorry the pandemic happened. I know that sounds horrible, but I would have never wrote a book. One, never mind four. We take advantage of the time that we got with it. So that's yeah. great. I think a lot of people did. Everything does happen for a reason. But anyway, yeah. thank you so much for being on the pod. And one more thing. Don't, don't fall off, off the, the pod. pod. Hey, Podheads, if you have not done so, you can download our very own app. It's available at all app stores. And there's no excuse for missing out on the pod because the pod is available wherever you can listen to a podcast. And here we go. At a count of three, everyone, let's sign off. One, two, three, say it with me. Don't fall off the pod. <laughs> it's kind of corny, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Ready.